Jiff. Jiffy. Giffy. Jif. So cute though. Little. Yeah, the big Jiffy eye. Little thing. Okay. So, Mademoiselle. Good, Good afternoon. What time is it there? It is. It's good morning. It's 25 okay. to midday. We better here. hurry up and get this morning started before it hits so let's, noon. So let's kick it off. So how are you? I'm great. <laughs> you... How are you? I'm tired. My poor okay. eyes. I'm a little puffy. You're allowed to be tired. It's half past five in the morning where you are. Yes. Yeah. I am drinking coffee. Tired. So I'll be ready. Like, give me another five minutes and I will like, whoop. <laughs> You'll be like, um... Yeah. What's what's the... Tasmanian devil? Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's what I was that's exactly what I was thinking. Got awesome. it. Awesome. Cool. So our topic today, Monchetti, is oh my goodness, let me check. Fear of yeah. being forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different than FOMO fear of missing out. It's mm -hmm. different than abandonment. It's mm. different than rejection. It has a different flavor, a different feel to me. Yeah. I mean, the other words that we had put in brackets were relevance, importance, value, that yeah. I matter. So there's a bit of a range there. Yeah. Um, I've had some thoughts on it. Yeah, I didn't go. think I, I didn't. Well, I didn't think I had any thoughts on it. <laughs> I was like, as I said to you last week, this is kind of your topic, Ali. So I'll just take it today. And then you show so, up, you're like, actually, I have 17 things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I very much felt this was your topic. I didn't feel that I had a fear of being forgotten. That mm. word didn't resonate. Um the idea, you know, relevance, importance, value that I matter, they resonate more with me. And I know the word forgotten particularly is important to you. So um, do you want to kick off? Because I, I, in my head, this is your topic. Yeah, I wish you'd just move over so I could get started already. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm moving over. I've it's moved. these earrings. Yeah. If, to our listener, like on Smartlist, they always say to our listener. To our, which is Sean Hayes' sister, Tracy, who also lives in Wisconsin, which I love. Oh, thanks for listening, Tracy. Yeah, love if you. She, that'd be cool if she listened <laughs> to ours too. Hi, Tracy. Um, you are wearing the most amazing feathery, Beautiful. long ass long, earrings. They're really black cool. feather earrings. They are wild, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, let's forget them. <laughs> I don't know if I, I'll just talk to the earrings. Boom, boom. Um, all hey, right. What you so, got? Where this popped up, um, I was talking to my coach and like, as you know, as we work through different breakthroughs, breakdowns, things that we want in our life, what I'm noticing is like the fear that I, that I live with on an everyday basis. Like I know that one, I can deal with it all the time. It's like fear of being stupid. That seems pretty obvious. And that's like, I feel like I've worked my way through that. And then when I've been working through like bringing more love into leadership and, and my breakthrough in love, what happened was um, two fears popped up that I didn't even know that were in there. Mm. And one of them was this fear of being forgotten. And even when it came out of my mouth, I was like, I don't have that. 
So the context is, um, I am sick and tired of doing 30 second video clips and reels and TikToks for social media, for my business. Mm -hmm. Like they take a lot of time. They take a lot of energy. Like, yeah, I do several of them every week. And I've been doing that now probably for over a year. <clears throat> and the views don't seem to change. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of lamenting that I've been working with a social, I have a social media person and I was talking to my coach about it, about like, I just, you know, I feel like I'm paying a lot of money and to my social media person and it's not really moving the needle. Nobody really watches these things and I don't get more viewers every you know month or whatever. And she's like, well, like what would happen if you stopped? Hmm. And it's funny, like that seems like an obvious question. And yet when I thought about it, I was like, well, if I'm not in front of people constantly, they'll forget about me. And she was like, that seems significant to you. And I was like, it is. And it's like the, when I was a kid, I, well, I imagine you develop a lot of stuff when you're little, but I, I remember the, the pain and like the, like the disappointment of being left out. So you grow up in a home, my mom and dad were divorced when I was really young. And so I had a sister. And so that dynamic, that triangle was particularly painful, especially for the littlest. Well, in my case, it was because I was the youngest and I was treated as such. Mm. So my mom and my sister, like they had more of a friendship relationship. Like what was almost, the, what was the age difference then between four years? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So they would do things together. They would talk about things. They talked about things that I didn't understand. I didn't get it. It was enough of an age gap where my sister would get mm. it. Plus I think, you know, when I, really well, she was eight back, and you were four. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and even like, if you think about like seven and 11, right? Like my sister was mm. a very mature 11 year old. Mm. She had to grow up fast. The, the home we grew up in was particularly dysfunctional. Um, there was violence, there was addiction, you know, like the things mm. that cause kids to like, okay, I gotta grow up in many ways. My sister was kind of like my mom. She was a little mother because, um, I, I don't know, I guess she just took that on because others were not right. Like somebody mm. had to take care of me. So there was a lot of resentment of me in her eyes. Right. So you can imagine like mm. that dynamic over time was like, I was kind of like pushed to the side, minimized, treated as immature, insignificant. Mm. And then, um, and that, that like feeling of like, I'm being forgotten, I'm being left out. I'm being dismissed, overlooked. Then that, mm you know, then that continues. And so that was an experience, very, very significant experience in my high school years. I can remember those, that feeling coming up again, like insecure girl going through puberty, adolescence, all of that, that's normal. Mm. But then I have this like weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, weight, the weight of like, I already carried that around. Where, like people were constantly forgetting about me. My mm. dad left, right? And then he was not around for most of my childhood. Like that's another flavor, another layer to add to the being forgotten. Mm. He was working, he was traveling, he wasn't available. Mm. He didn't, and even when he was around, he was busy because he wasn't, he was gone when he came back. He had so many things that he had to do when he was home. 
that I got forgotten a lot. Yeah. And you hadn't connected until yeah. you had that sort of, until you know, aha moment. The yeah. idea of not, um, sorry, I, I put salve on my, I'm not, um, I Ooh. tore my hand. What did you do to your hand? It's from CrossFit. I know. So that's what the white goo is because I woke up and it really hurt. Anyways, um, like the thought of not being in front of people means they won't see me. Mm. And so there's something I haven't even processed all of this. So I like, I would love to hear what you think because there's, there's, it still feels a bit blind spotty. Mm. Well, I mean, the thing that I find interesting about what you've said, or one of the things I find interesting is that although you knew all of your own history, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you know, that wasn't a, an aha, that wasn't the aha bit, right. you knew your history. Um, and the bit that I find interesting is that when you were trying to work out sort of wrestling a little bit with like, I'm doing this thing. I don't really like doing it. It's taking up more time, ah, but I feel I have to. Um, the that you found this connection, which initially didn't make sense, because you told me just now, you know, I I don't have that. I'm not frightened of being forgotten, and yet you can see this really subtle way now, which, as you say, you haven't fully processed, but this subtle way in which fear of being forgotten is showing up somewhere completely differently or different, you know, somewhere, another corner of your life, another aspect of your life in you, you know, sharing your work with the world. That's the thing I find really interesting that, that, that this thing from over here in your life Mm -hmm. that you already knew fully. Yeah. Yes. The impact of that, your experience of that was subtly showing up over here where um I would say without the support of a coach without the the reflective space yeah you wouldn't have made that connection and may have continued wrestling I don't know well that and then okay Mm. where else am I doing this that I don't even realize yet and at the end of the day what mm. like if a person runs around the world mm. wanting to not be forgotten yeah what is that actually creating that's what i haven't i like haven't finished the story isn't over yet because i don't know the answer to that question but that face that you're making right now is kind of like yeah that's how i feel like there's this is not going to end well like go ahead mm. well just i mean i'm not sure personally whether it will will or won't end well but that's such a juicy question where else am I doing this because you wouldn't have connected your 30 second TikToks you didn't forget wouldn't you didn't connect right for a whole year you didn't connect your 30 second TikToks with this aspect of your life this fear of being forgotten desire to not be forgotten Um, and it won't have been the only I, again, I wager it won't have been the only um, impetus, the only driver for those TikTok videos. Um, There may well have been others because it it can be a both and. There can be three, four 
reasons why you're doing it some that you're conscious of at the front of your mind and others that are happening back here that you're completely unaware of um but yeah I love that question love hate because it's also terrifying like fuck where else am I doing this um but (laughs) you know where else am I doing this yeah yeah what what and what is that creating because I'm potentially I'm saying I but one is potentially creating from a place of fear yes rather than a place of take your breakthrough love joy and love and fulfillment and purpose Mm. and you know that's that's where that conversation actually went was like what do you love to do I love Mm. to write I love this podcast Mm. like these are places that I so that that was kind of like the whole social media picture was how mm. are you marketing what are you doing and mm. i'm like i'm doing everything and it's a nothing. of course you are ali <laughs> you're all of you're it. yes you are and busy and productive, and productive and brilliant say that again i missed it <laughs> i said now i have blisters on my hands yes because you're doing everything i'm doing all of it and and like never thinking about checking in with myself which is what do i love to do because that meant I'd have to face stopping something. And when mm. I thought of that, that's when I was like, oh my God, I'll be forgotten. People won't know about me anymore. Mm. You know, it's funny when I, I do MFR, do you know what that is? Myofacial release, my MFR. No, guy. every time you say it, I don't right. know what it is. And then you I'm tell just... me and then I forget again. That's that's how you introduce MFR. You say, I do MFR, do you know what it is? It's myofacial release. And then you go on. And anyway, so my guy, his name is Andy. I was sharing that with him because he's like deep philosopher. Like, I feel like I get really smart. I also release a lot of like the muscle tension and things. He fixes a lot of stuff on my body, but I also get really smart. And so I said, you know, I'm really dealing with this fear of being forgotten. And I told him about the social media and he goes, you are going to be forgotten. And I was like, Andy, he's like, when you're gone, like you will be every human on this planet. And every human that ever has been on this planet has been forgotten. He's like, unless you're wealthy and you name a library after yourself, like you're going to be forgotten. I was like, yeah. That's sobering. A little. And like, again, what is the significance of all of this? So what was the impact of that on you? That it was like a funny, another aha, like, yes. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, flip that coin just because I have 300 views on a TikTok doesn't mean I'm in the front of people's minds either. The opposite mm. is not true. Mm. If I stay on social media and I hustle, 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 that people won't forget about me. People are forgetting about me all the time. Well, and then I love mm-hmm. your insight, what you were sharing with me earlier. Well, yeah. Great segue. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like we know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yes, I was struggling to relate to this. And then um, my eldest son, Ruben, um, was traveling back from America last night um, to spend the summer here with us. And and I messaged and I was like, great. So, you know, looking forward to seeing you. And he was, he said, you know, something loving, like, oh, I'm just really looking forward to seeing you, mom. Just so looking forward to seeing you. And I was like, great. And um, I had been invited out this evening to a friend's house Mm -hmm. to hang out. And 
I said, oh, you know, actually, Ruben's coming home. She invited me last week. And I said, no, Ruben will be home that evening and his brother's going to be out at work and I don't want him to be in the house on his own. So, you know, that doesn't feel very welcoming. Um, so thank you so much. She invited me over to watch Eurovision Song Contest, which she loved. Cool. And I kind of don't, but it would be fun to hang out with her. <laughs> and um, and I said, no, thank you so much. That'd be wonderful. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make home and hearth for yes. Reuben, <laughs> make it warm and welcoming, be loving mummy, loving mother. And um, and so I said to Reuben in this text, mes text message, you know, great. So are you in tomorrow evening? expecting hoping wanting a yes and he said well I'll probably actually pop out around probably be going out around like five um you know just to see the boys and I was I was crestfallen and I realized and I messaged you and said oh I do actually have a connection to that fear of being forgotten or maybe it probably is being forgotten, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely that experience of feeling a bit irrelevant. Um, like not thought of. Yeah. Not considered. Yes. Yeah. And then I sort of went through this sort of thing of, well, well, I don't think this is okay. I think he's been away all these this time. He should, he should. I love it. Bend. I should on him. Yeah, he should be here with me. That's not acceptable. Yes. You know, this, this is completely He's unacceptable. In big trouble. Yeah. And I think I even texted you and said, what a bastard. That child um, I think it was something else, but close. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I was shitting on him. You know, this is wrong. And then I went to, oh, I'm wrong. Um, I haven't created strong enough family traditions. It should be a family tradition that when you come back from a travel, you stay in. You sit and drink tea with your mother for eight yes, hours. Stay in and there's a family meal and the front door is locked and barricaded. <laughs> and I haven't. So I then blamed myself yeah. for having not created strong enough family traditions around him returning from America. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> So my mind, you know, went yes. spirally, spirally all over the place. Um, so, yeah, and I think at this stage of I'm a little further along the parenting in terms of years yeah. than you are, mm -hmm. although not necessarily in terms of empty nest type experiences. Yeah. But I can feel myself and this has not this isn't a one and done. This has been sort of like a, a process that's been going on over, you know, couple of years yeah of sort of wanting to remain relevant as in my role as mother yes and then thinking about my own mum I was like I'm actually practicing not ringing my mum every day I'm 58 and I'm in the practice you call your mother every day yeah this is the habit that we have this is the family tradition is that what the I hell ring do you talk about well, there's all, I mean, come on, Ali, there's always something to talk about. There's always really? something to talk about. Yeah, but not, but there's usually something to talk about. It's a check-in. It's more of a check-in, uh -huh. but not always a check-in. 
sometimes it's a long conversation. But coming out of that, that kind of like the minutiae of it and coming to the overview of it, I've been practicing not calling every day and calling not from habits, but calling from choice. Yes. I'm moving my um, drawing the curtain. Yeah. Yes. You know, calling, calling from a different place, coming from a different place in myself. And when I do that, I'm not calling every day. Um, and I'm like, oh, hang on. I'm cross with Ruben because he doesn't want to spend the evening with me. And now I'm practicing at 58. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, ah, I can see the links here. Mm-hmm. I can see how this all links together. Yeah. Um, I don't have an answer. I don't have a satisfying, oh, and this is what we need to do, ladies. Yeah. This is the answer. I don't have that. And the other thing, did you want to say something? No, I am. This is not good that I can see myself. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I just saw a hair that was like, <laughs> so sticking like, out at a right angle. Keep talking, please. And the other thing that I then realized was, which felt like, uh, I'm decorating um, my bedroom at the moment. And I've bought this beautiful picture um, in a secondhand shop, this beautiful abstract piece of art. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to look so beautiful in my room. But I feel a bit weird about putting it in my room. Um, I love this and story then, so much. And then I came downstairs to do this because I've been pottering about up there doing a little bit of painting and stuff. Um, and then I came downstairs and for people who can see us, this beautiful little tiny picture that you can see on the floor at the back there also sort of pinks and blues and yellows really pretty and Mm -hmm. I don't do pretty I do black and gray and hard and I'm like that's so pretty and that will look really I like masculine clean lines that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and I was oh that's so pretty that would look beautiful in my room and I almost instantaneously thought no that would be a waste to put it in my room that sentence only I would see it. It would be a waste. a waste. Yeah. And I've written at the top of my notes, forgetting myself, forget anyone else yes. forgetting me. Yes. And I do have experiences of feeling left out, forgotten. Yeah. Um, forgotten. I do yeah. have experiences. And it's only through talking, you know, about this and chatting and thinking yeah. about, about this topic that has nothing to do with me, Alison, um, <laughs> that yes. I was like, shit. Actually, yeah, I'm forgetting myself. I'm not prioritizing myself. I think it's a waste. And I would not think it was wasteful to put beautiful things in my son's rooms yeah, um, or where others could enjoy them. But when it's just me, it feels utterly wasteful. And that feels, that, that's like giving me goosebumps and feels a bit sad. Yeah. It feels sad over here too. Yeah. And very familiar. I know that one as well. Mm. I, I do a similar thing. So where that lands in this conversation on this side is like, yeah, how am I forgetting myself, right? I am mm. creating an experience of being forgotten, mm. imagining that it's coming from the 8 billion people on this planet Mm -hmm. and never once 
looking at myself and saying, how does Allison forget about Allison? Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's something that um, I'm going to sit in because I, mm -hmm. I do the same shit. Like I will buy stuff for my house so that others will walk in and think, wow, what an amazing mm. fill in the blank. Mm. Mm. I have no mm. art in my bedroom. Yeah. I'm sorry. I take that back. I have two pieces. One my husband gave me to put in our bedroom. Mm. And then one is a picture of our daughter that it's a long story, but <laughs> I put it in our bedroom. Yeah. But otherwise yeah. we have, we have zero art. We yeah. have like a racquetball sized bedroom, by the way. It's like ginormous. It's huge. Really? It's a weird house yeah. and yeah. no art. Not yeah. a single piece. It's so funny no. that you're talking about this. Like, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. And, and and I'm really, like you, going to be sitting in this, you know, um, to, to those two questions that you posed earlier. Where else am I doing this? Where else am I forgetting myself? Where am I creating that? Yeah. And what is that creating for me? Yeah. What is the experience that that is creating for me that I think it's wasteful? I could cry, but I won't because otherwise I'll just cry on every podcast. But, you know, that I think it's wasteful to put something beautiful in my room so that when I open my eyes, yes. I am making myself cry. Okay. When I open my eyes in the morning, I can drink in that beauty and to be honest probably no one else even likes that picture. <laughs> yeah. no I was gonna say like... something but I didn't want to hurt your feelings <laughs> yes <laughs> like it's horrible but you know it's like it doesn't it's not necessarily significant or beautiful to anybody else right. I think it's wildly beautiful I love it yeah and yet I will I'm like oh no that would be an utter waste Oh my God. It's just so interesting. That's sort of like external. And this comes back to the point that you and I talked about um, previously about things being performative. And yes. I don't think it's just that because I, I have um, created a beautiful space by my standards of beauty, my yeah. ideas of beauty, a beautiful space for my family to live in and be in um and that's really really valuable but what about those private intimate spaces yeah what about Mia's space for Mia what about me mm -hmm. and this comes back to wanting to do things in this room to create this room oh this comes back to that yeah um wanting to create this room everybody is in, in is in accordance yes Create this room as your study. Do as you wish in here. So I haven't got people saying, God, that's really selfish. Every, you know, everyone's like, yeah, do what you like in there. I am not allowing myself because it feels too much to take up a whole room. That's making me cry. Yeah. That I would take up space in a whole room. Is there a tablet I can take so that I don't cry on these calls? Tablet. That's the best like word. A dehydration ever. tablet that will dry my body out. <laughs> I should go on a water fast, as in no water. <laughs> yeah, hours before I go on. Oh, I'll say some stuff, Ali, so I can just get myself yes. together again. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, 
the, the, where I watch and like, when I watch and hear and listen to you, like the idea that Mia would take up space, it's like, it goes back to that. I don't know what your survival mechanism names are, but one of them should be something around like, just be a good girl. Mm. Like Mia, the good girl, she yeah. sits, she's yeah, proper. She, mm. she doesn't take up space. She has her hands in her lap. She does things mm. that are expected of her. Mm. Mia, the little girl would never speak out of turn. She would never make people uncomfortable. She would mm. never like choose something for herself. She would make sure she took everybody else into account. Mm. Mm. And, totally. now, and, and that yeah. little girl is still like showing up. And she's mm. like, oh, I would love to have a room all to myself, but, and then fill in all yeah, the reasons yeah. why. Yeah, it's greedy, it's selfish. Um, yeah. And I think I put a lot of that down, like you said earlier. We know if we, you know, we look at science and we look at research and we go back to John Bowlby and we look at you know internal working models and okay. all of this stuff about how um children very young children create maps in their minds of yes. how the world yes. works and therefore how they function and operate in the world um so I'm taking it as a given that yes that stuff came from childhood but I also I don't know whether I'm tricking myself but I do hold it that 22 years of parenting has instilled that in me or yes. exaggerated that or I have parented, maybe not every parent does this, but I have definitely parented in a way where their needs come first. Well, it, it may be that it's reinforced yeah. the maps that you already have. And yes, yeah. like give me a mom that has mm. not given up her own needs in service of mm. raising her own children. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I, <clears throat> that, and this is a huge block for me, but when people don't have kids, I don't feel like they can get mm. the experience of being parent because I, my experience of parenting has been, I love my children so much that I would forego all of my needs forever mm. for them. Mm. I have, and I would, and I will continue to, right? Mm. And yet, like, if you pull back enough, it's like, okay, and how does mother take care of mother? Because like, if you watch an, any National Geographic, <clears throat> the one I think of is the, the lioness with her two cubs, and she's in the Sahara, and she's, she's starving. And they're in a massive drought and mm. her cubs are like emaciated and you can see her bones and it's the British dude, Attenborough, that guy, you know, yeah. and he's, he's, um, he's talking in the background and mm. then there's a kill. She makes a kill mm. and the animal is now down and she's starting to eat and the two baby cubs come up and she growls and snarls at them and chases them away, her own babies. And it gives me goosebumps and it's like, oh my God, like what kind of mother, right? She's a freaking lion, but yeah. like what kind of mother chases their own? And it's like, and then he explains, like if she does not eat, nobody eats. Yeah. Because she's still nursing, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, 
having because that's way better for me to imagine that than the stupid oxygen mask in a plane mm. but like there is something about being a mother i think that has us experiencing and maybe reinforcing maybe like i think we all have a way of trying to like make sure other people accept us Mm -hmm. mothering just is like that on steroids yes because like it's not that my children accept me although i want that it's mm -hmm. so that my children survive and like mm -hmm. everything that they need is taken care of mm -hmm. which means there are times that i don't sleep there are times that i don't eat there are times when mm -hmm. i can't do things there are times i have to call in to work right because they're mm -hmm. sick or they need me or i'm at mm -hmm. work and something happens and i have to go to their school like there's so mm -hmm. many things like they are constantly considered mm. constantly almost near constantly the priority yeah um and you know obviously in the work that i have been doing for the last 10 years supporting parents yeah it's i can I can see that it isn't that every parent parents the same. Yeah. You know, yes. Um, we all have different ways of parenting. Um, and it just, it's just making me think now, I mean, going really wide and broad, but you know, the way women have been encouraged to serve women have been encouraged to put others needs first, you know, yeah put others before themselves. So actually this working model, this my internal working model will have been laid down in my early years yes. and, and found expression in my parenting. Yes. Yeah, it found expression in my parenting. And to your question, where else am I doing this? Where else am I, Mia, forgetting myself where else am I deprioritizing myself putting others needs above my own when I don't need to where it is not a life or death situation like the lioness yeah or the you know oxygen mask right but actually something that that is less significant that, that right. you know that life and death does not hang on my choice well you and said yet, no to a social engagement Yes, because your son would be home without even checking with him. Does he want to spend yeah. time with you? Is he planning yeah. on spending time with you? Do you have anything yeah. for you two to do? You were like, yeah. no, he's going to be home. So I want to be like at yeah. the door. Yeah. And ready. I don't want him to be. I would I do not want him to have the experience of being in the house on his own. You know, his brother's going to be at work. I would be out. What is the message I'm sending? I'm yeah. prioritizing going to my friend's house. Um, you know, rather you than spending matter. the evening with you, you don't matter. Let me show you that you matter. And that's all good. That's all good stuff. There's nothing wrong with yes. any of those decisions Agreed. or those thoughts. They're all they're all great. Mm -hmm. And I consciously chose them. Yeah. And I noticed this like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. I didn't check in with him. What are your plans? I mean, I kind of did, but I'd already made my choice. I'm staying in. <laughs> and then you want to I'm steer staying his in. Yeah, little... I'm staying in and then I'm going to make you wrong for not choosing the same thing. <laughs> Slow guilt um, trip. Passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. We'll do something. Yes, 
exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will feel bad about this. Yes. But, you know, so, so it's all good. And there was this experience of like, oh, so your friends, of course. I was thinking back, well, yeah, I'd probably want to hang out with my friends. If I had a choice many times, you know, as much as I love my mom and as much as she loves me, if I had a choice many times, you know, I would prefer to hang out with a friend than her. The same as she would loves it when yes. her friends come around and she's like, you know, are you going now? She yeah. does, she doesn't, she wouldn't want me there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Humans. Fucking weird. Mm. So weird. Do we have more to say on this or are we are we drawing to a close for today? All right, what I'm going to check in. I feel like we've done – well, I don't feel like I have any more to contribute to this conversation. Does that sound okay. – that didn't sound very nice. You can leave and I'll just sit here alone and chat <laughs> to myself. So, listener, Tracy I have nothing Wisconsin. else to contribute to this conversation. Are you done? Are you done yet? Are we? Can I go? I feel complete right now in this conversation. I definitely feel that there are places now for me to look. Yeah. And this is going to be on repeat on our you list bet. of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, Ali, I have forgotten. What did we do at the end of last? Did we say, did we say what is the takeaway for each? Yeah, one? we did. What is something that we learned, something that we're going to take away, an insight? a distinction mm. that we've made. That's how we will close. Mm. Do you have one at the top of your mind? Um, yeah, the one that's coming to me right now is like the overlap between my practice of making requests from a place of like desire and what I want in my life, which usually mm. makes me cry, makes me feel selfish, makes me feel like I'm putting mm. other people out, makes me feel like I'm a burden. It's very closely like kissing cousins with mm. the fear of being forgotten. Mm. Like they actually seem to live real close to each other, if not like completely intertwined, mm. which is really interesting to me. So to be continued. Do yeah. you see, sorry, carry on. So your takeaway. So that's my takeaway. Mm. I know this isn't a coaching session. Do you have mm -hmm. a practice you're going to take on from there? Yeah. So my practice is every day I do, um, I have like a, a way that I do it. So my, I have a request that I make every day. It can be little, it can be big, mm -hmm. whatever. And it's desire, intention, request. So like, what is the thing that I want? Oh, I, uh, yeah. so I put that in there and then my intention, like, why would I ask this of somebody else? or anybody else. And mm. I'm really practicing making requests of my husband. He's like such a lucky guy. <laughs> he must feel he's won the lottery. <laughs> mm, you want another what do thing? You want Great. Now? I want you to take the garbage <laughs> out. That is my request. My request is you rub my feet. So um, making that request, what is my intention? And then like, and, and then doing it. And so each day I'm making requests of people um, part of my therapy with my husband is to make requests of him. That's part of like the the feminine masculine, right? Letting mm. him be the breath and then me, right? Mm. So, so that's my practice. Mm. Nice. And it makes me cry most of the time or get close yeah. to crying because I'm like, who am I to request a thing? And then when he he like grants my request, then I'm like, I'm a burden. Yes. <laughs> 
So yeah. it's hard to win in that game. Mm. And I just keep doing it. Yeah. I love, I love that you then feel you're a burden. I mean, obviously love hate, but I love that you then like, oh my God, I'm a burden because I got the thing I asked for. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it is, I mean, almost immediate when he's like, sure, I'd yeah. love to do that. I'm like, oh God, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't I don't mean need that. that. I don't really want to. Yeah, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How about you? Um. Well, the thing I've written at the top of the page forgetting myself yeah and it's so interesting because I had the thought the other day um on the back of our conversation um I think last week what did we talk about last week self-expression yeah I'm like what yeah yeah self-expression and I was listening to something this week um it was Woman's Hour on Radio 4, and this woman talked about walking in nature and for the experience of forgetting herself. And I was like, oh, my God, mm. that is the, the the level or type of self-expression that I'm looking for where and, and I, I connected it to being in flow. Yeah. But the words were forgetting myself where I'm so in what I'm doing yeah. that I'm forgetting myself. And that has. um really positive connotations for me as a way of extending and and further exploring um my experience of self-expression it kind of shifted and changed the way I was looking at self-expression when I last weekend heard these yeah, yeah, words yeah. and it's so interesting now that at the top of my page I have written forgetting myself, forgetting myself. and it has another connotation yeah. So I think the game I want to play is looking at where am I forgetting myself deep in the sort of the flow yes. of self-expression. Yeah. And also noticing where am I forgetting myself, where I am putting myself at the bottom of the pile. Yes. Um prioritizing others over myself and not placing any value on myself that I should enjoy beauty in yeah. in a tiny space that is just for just my nice. eyes mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so I and I really like the both and of that yeah I like that the thing has two meanings for me um so that's that's a practice mm. And I and I'm I really like that I've noticed and remembered in this conversation the the joyous experience of forgetting myself and then also the devaluing experience of forgetting myself. That Are feels you, like a thing. Yes, I agree. Mm, mm. Are you open to an invitation? I am slightly nerved, but <laughs> unnerved by it. But yeah, go. What's the invitation? So I would love for you to put that picture behind you in your room mm. and report back next week. Mm. I don't care if you hang it, you put it on the floor, you put it next to your mirror in the kit in the bathroom. I don't care. Mm -hmm. mm. But actually place it inside your bedroom where you mm. that is your space for you and mm. report back. Mm. Okay. It's weird. That feels I feel annoyed, slightly annoyed by that because, oh. no, not in a bad way, just kind of like because it means I'll need to take action on <laughs> um, 
on not forgetting myself, which makes my makes tears come into my face. Yes. Yay. Isn't yeah. this fun? Yeah, such I'm fun. fun. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this game. This is great. Oh, so good. Oh, okay. Yay. Oh, that was really enjoyable. I really enjoyed that conversation. Mm, I enjoy all my conversations with you. Mm, but I really enjoyed that one. That was like 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. so good. Do you want to press pause? Goodbye, yes. dear listener. Yeah. Bye. Bye, listener. Thanks for joining. <laughs> bye, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, Wisconsin. Adios. Okay, I'll stop.